welcome finally to Love Our Melanin, where we celebrate all things that are black and feminine, whatever that means to you. My name is Jazz Wusu, and I am the host, as you can see. Um, whether you're watching or whether you're listening, I hope that you get some knowledge, and I hope that I can help you learn any kind of way. Um, I started this podcast two years ago, this March 1st, well, actually two years, and I started with a completely different idea, completely different concept, and I'm glad that I was able to rebirth and regrow Love Her Melanin because I feel like that's what's closest to me. Um, before we begin, please make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and share, share the love, share the wisdom, share all the values, and we're gonna get started. All right, so I know that I talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but we are going to be dissecting Dr. Darius Daniels' relational intelligence. I will talk anybody and everybody's ear off this book, okay? I love this book so much. It is literally my holy grail, kind of. Um, Dr. Darius Daniels, I'm going to read a little bit of his blurb. If you're listening on the podcast, you can't see, but I'm going to try to put his picture somewhere. Um, he's the founder and lead pastor of Change Church, um, which is a vibrant and diverse congregation. Um, he has a doctorate degree of ministry from Fuller Theological, Theological Seminary. Um, and him, his wife, and their two kids also live in Jersey. And he's also an adjunct professor at... Princeton University. So those are some fun facts about Dr. Darius Daniels. This book will literally help you in leadership positions, will help you in your regular everyday relationships because it breaks down what relational intelligence is and how you can function in relationships in your life. All right, so before we begin, I'm going to define exactly what relational intelligence is before, so that you can kind of understand what's going on. So I have my handy dandy notebook here because I took notes because I wanted to make sure I forget anything. So relational intelligence, according to the book, is, quote, the ability to discern if someone should be a part of our lives and what place they should occupy and then aligning them accordingly. That is according to the book, right? So Dr. Daniels makes it a point to make sure everyone understands that there is no such thing as a casual relationship. So everyone who comes into our life, whether it's for a brief moment or whether it's for life, whether it's for a couple years, whether it's till death we part, it serves a purpose. Everything is intentional. God is intentional. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to talk about this book is actually broken down into four parts. So I'm going to do a four part series on this book. Um, and today we're going to be talking about the first part, which is um, defining exactly what the relationships are. So there's four categories. It's friends, associates, assignments, and advisors. Those are the four categories of relationships. So I'm going to first start off with what a friendship is. Um, friendships comprised of two things. It's the double R. It's responsibility and reciprocity. Okay, remember that, because I'm gonna be saying that a lot throughout this video. Friendships require the two things, responsibility, you have a responsibility, a loyalty, a duty to your friend, okay? Best friend, sister friend, cousin friend, bestie for life or whatever you call it, that's a friend, right? Those little intricate things about how you separate your friends, that's a whole nother video that I could get into. A whole nother video I could get into, but I'm not gonna get into it right now. And the reciprocity, the reciprocation of it. It might not be directly, excuse me. It might not be directly transactional, but it is reciprocal. You need to make sure of that. Um, so there's a certain level of depth that is required in a friendship. Meaning, like I said, very deep. Um, it's an emotional bond that's grown over time. 
and it's something that's cultivated over time it doesn't need to take years and years to make a friendship but it is something that takes time to grow an emotional bond with someone to actually consider them yo friend you know what i'm saying the book does say association breeds assimilation birds of a feather flock together we know you know what i'm saying like i already said there's no such thing as a casual relationship no matter how short how long everything serves a purpose you know what i'm saying um the book writes a quote that dr daniels excuse me wrote a quote that really hit with me we never just go as far as our dreams we go as far as our team that is why it's so important to have a good team of friends around you because you can only go as far as your team helps you you know what i'm saying your dreams will lead you far but if you don't have people supporting you and backing you that's my belief you won't get too too far because i can go i'm not even gonna get into that living life alone is not the life you want to live okay i'm telling you that right now so before i even continue this man is a pastor Okay, so there's going to be a lot of biblical references in the book, which is great for me. But if you are not religious, please do not let that steer you away from Nima's book. That has a lot of practical advice for everyone that can that can be used for everyone. Because I actually heard about this book in a leadership seminar. And I was talking to my friend's ear off about one of the books. And she actually bought it for me as a present. Shout out to my friend. Um, please read it. It helps so much. But I'm going to continue. God fulfills our needs through other people indirectly. Right? So I'm gonna give you guys a little story. I don't know if y'all remember um, the movie Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith and his son, right? So in the scene where Will Smith and his son are walking, his son is telling, you know, Will's story. And he's talking about how there's a fisherman who drowns and one boat comes by and he tells the boat, he tells the fisherman, don't worry, God will save me. Another fisherman comes and he's like, don't worry, God will save me. The man drowns and dies. When he gets to heaven, he tells God, why didn't you save me? And God's like, I sent two boats, you idiot. Why didn't you get one of them? So that's what we mean when we say God's not going to come down and be your friend. God is your friend. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to come down and sit next to you and talk to you. But he is going to send other people to help fulfill your calling, your purpose, and help fulfill your needs through that. So that's also why it's so important to be super intentional with who you call your friend. Because those are people who God's going to put in your life to help you further along your purpose. So I just wanted you to remember that. Um, so when it comes to relationships or just friendships, you have to make sure you're an asset, not a liability. You want to add to their life, not become a liability to it. Liabilities are not cool. They charge you extra in car insurance for that. But like I said, like I said, friends and associates can get confused. So I'm going to actually get into associates in a little bit and what makes someone your associate. But just to be clear, just to reiterate what a friendship is, Okay. Very important. They give you what you need, not what you want. Okay? You might want to hear, oh, oh I want to date that rich baller. Oh, I'm super smart. Oh, you so pretty. Oh, you know, your butt big. You got the biggest butt. You're the baddest chick in the club. <laughs> what you need to hear, yeah, you want to mess with that baller? You know what you, you know what's going to come with that? Yeah, you got the biggest butt, but what else you got? Yeah, you're the smartest, but you ain't changed your wig in like three months. You know what I'm saying? They tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. So that's what a good friend is. And that's why you need to cultivate that deep and emotional bond with them so that you have, you take heed, more heed to what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? You're more likely to take account, to care about what they think. You're more likely to take account what they feel and what they think. And you're more likely to, you know, take their advice. But they're not your advisors, which we're going to get into in a little bit. Um, next up, we're going to talk about associates. These two relationships 
get so confused so quickly and I've gotten into problems with this where I will openly say this person's not my friend we cool but this person's not my friend and people will automatically think I'm being shady they're not my friend they don't even know my full first name bro like how you my friend you don't know you don't know my, my first and last name how that work we're cool we speak we have very intelligent conversations but you're not my friend you know what I'm saying I wouldn't call you in a moment of crisis you know what I'm saying? If I was stuck on the road and I need money to get a tow truck, I'm not gonna call you. That's why people get associates and friendships mixed up. A biggest, the biggest thing for me was like, when I was in high school, I took three people that I graduated with. And I used to think, oh, this person was my friend, this person was my friend, this person was my friend. The only reason why we were friends was because we went to school five days a week. I saw them more than I saw my own family. That's the only reason. After high school, we had nothing to talk about because it was very surface level relationships. You know what I mean? So that's why when you have an associate, and I just want to add a disclaimer in there because the author really talks about um, being authentic but not transparent. Again, that he's talking from, he's a pastor, so he's talking from a biblical standpoint. But I still think this can apply to anybody. Like, be authentic with everyone you, you're around. Be 100% authentic because you thought someone dislike you for not being yourself, you were someone dislike you for being yourself, then fall in love with somebody you're not. You know what I'm saying? I try to, like, I don't show anybody my full, full personality because, you know, I'm very extroverted and everybody's comfortable with that. But I make sure I'm myself when I enter a room. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm myself when I enter a room. I'm not super transparent with everybody though because everybody doesn't need to know your deep traumas. Everybody doesn't need to know your strikes, your struggles. That's what makes someone an associate. Ooh, y'all both like Marvel movies. Y'all bo both like going to this hookah lounge. Y'all go hook y'all go to the hookah lounge every single weekend. But that person's not your friend. Just because y'all go clubbing every single weekend doesn't mean that person's your friend. You understand know what I mean? Just because y'all go to the movies once a month does not make that person your friend. They know that y'all like the same movies. They know that you like blueberry or watermelon flavor hookah. That's it. You know what I'm saying? But another reason why people have a hard time keeping associates at a surface level is because the author talks about the disease to please, overextending your place. We have, we as humans have this nature of people pleasing. Um, just naturally, some people is worse than others, me. But we have this nature of wanting to people please. So we tend to overextend associates in our lives and overextend their responsibility and reciprocity in our lives. So then when they behave like an associate, we get offended. They're your associate, they're not your friend. They're behaving how they're supposed to behave. That's their spot that they fulfill in their life. And that's where they should stay. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? An associate can always grow into a friend. Always. Sometimes they just stay an associate. Sometimes they dissipate into thin air. That's okay. That's life. People move and change. And I also, also want to add, when he's talking about these, these are four basic compartments. We're not saying that they can't overlap. We're not saying people can't move. Somebody can be, go from your friend to being your associate. Someone can be your associate to your assignment. Someone can go from being your advisor to your friend, your friend to your advisor. Like they can change, things can overlap, but these are just the basic definitions. I'm gonna get into discerning your relationships later on. But for now, that's what your associate is. And you need to make sure that a lot of people that you call your friends are not your friends or your associates. And that's perfectly fine. But just understand that because it better helps you not have so many expectations for that person. Because at the end of the day, if I'm going through something, and my friend who really knows me, I'm more likely to take their advice and heed their advice than my associate. Because at the end of the day, I don't care too much about the person. Like I don't have that person doesn't have a responsibility to me. You know what I mean? 
So that's what an associate is. Next up, we have an assignment. Your assignment is your responsibility. This is as an orientation leader, this is freshmen that you're mentoring. This is as a professor, these are your students that you're teaching. As a supervisor, these are your employees. As a mentor, this is someone who's your mentee. This person, your sole reason for being with this person is to help fulfill a purpose in their life, help guide them to fulfilling their purpose. That is what you're there for. The reason why a lot of people are afraid to have assignments is because they feel like they're being used. Someone like me, I'm afraid to reach out to people because people on social media will often like complain like, oh, this person only hits me up when they need something. They don't talk to me in any other capacity. And I'm just kind of like, I mean, yeah, because we're not friends. I really just need this from you. I'm not saying be an opportunist or deal with opportunists. That's not what I'm saying either. And I'm also not saying every person that's in need does not make them your responsibility. That's where discerning comes in. But we're gonna get to that in another video. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you subscribe so you can watch that video. What I'm talking about is someone who is, God said, okay, this person needs help dealing with career. They wanna be a teacher, they don't know how to start. You're in the teacher education program. You're gonna tell them how to, what, what's going on in the SAT how to study for the SAT. If they didn't do one on SAT, how they can still get in. Maybe you can give them a letter of rec. That person is your responsibility. After you fulfilled your purpose in their life and they've gotten their goals, could they become an associate and later on a friend? Of course. Could they also just take what they need from you and leave? Of course. I have a fr my friend, a mentor, she said that she used to feel some type of way when people would come into her life and just ask her for things and leave. And so she realized that maybe that's just the place that I feel in my life. And that's okay. That's the place you feel in your life. That's what you do. But all in all, that's what makes someone your assignment. They're your responsibility. And they're just there to fulfill a certain purpose in your life. Okay? So that's what you should... Sorry about that, y'all. The camera cut. But um, we're finally going to be talking about an advisor. An advisor is essentially an assignment um, done in reverse. So the advisor is the person who guides you through your purpose. That's who you were given to help you in your career, help you in your schooling, in your job search, all of that. Um, the author, Dr. Daniels, makes it a good point to compare what a good advisor is supposed to be. So a good advisor is not a lid. Um, a lid is something like it seals something in, it tightens and you only have you know, what's in your perimeter. So like take an academic advisor, for instance, is someone who you you decide you're in the teacher education program and this person's like okay so these are the classes that are in the teacher education program these are the only classes that you have um that's not a good advisor because they're limiting you a good advisor is an umbrella what does an umbrella do it shields you and it protects you but you still have to make that journey on your own that you hold the umbrella to protect you from the rain but you still gotta walk outside that's what a good advisor does so using the academic advisor example again it's like okay um, you said you want to do teacher education. Why do you want to be a teacher? You said you like helping students. You don't have to be a teacher to help students. You could be a guidance counselor. You could be a mentor. You could work at this place and this place. And then they give you all these options. They help you narrow it down. So you realize, okay, maybe I do want to still be a teacher. Maybe I don't. That's what a good advisor does. Um, Dr. Daniels also makes it a good point to mention in the book that, um, that a good advisor is not supposed to steer you from pain or stop you from being in pain. Um, but they're supposed to help you through the process. Kind of like 
Jesus, right? He helps you through your pain. Um, he doesn't promise you that you're not gonna go through it, but all he does is he helps you through it. So that's what a good advisor is supposed to do. Um, but those are the four types of relationships. So just to break it back down again, your friend, responsibility, and reciprocity. Responsibility and reciprocity, keep that. Your associate, very surface level, not too deep. They can become your friend, but they're not your friend yet. You need to make sure to check that. Your assignment, that's your responsibility. That's someone you're responsible for. That's someone you take under your wing and you guide. Your advisor, you are the responsibility of that person. That person is there to guide you, to help you, to nurture you, to help you grow. Right, so that's what your advisor is doing. And as like I said before, an advisor can, you can not advisor, just any relationship in general can overlap and it can double, you know, you can overlap, you can move, people can be replaced. And remember, these are just basic structures. They're not the end all be all of your relationship.